Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field Report. Still pretty much an idol uh, for most of the state. Not a lot of work getting done. I, I did travel to up through Iowa for the Easter holiday, and wow, that country was alive um, Friday through Sunday anyway when I was up there. A lot of chisel plowing going on. Just about every field had tillage going on, and a tremendous amount of anhydrous was attempting to be pulled. Interesting thing is... For every field that had a chisel plow or an anhydrous applicator running in it, there was at least one field uh, that was a dozer, a dirt box, a graders. Everybody was taking care of some of the erosion issues out there. I didn't realize there was that much equipment uh, in the ag industry, I guess, to handle that. As I told Gene, I said, you turn uh, these farmers loose with this kind of equipment, they take care of all these county roads in a week uh, as far as the work being done. That uh, huge movement or shift in the uh, nitrogen application up there did pretty much lock up the anhydrous industry. I was talking with different people up there as well as uh, fertilizer dealers. Some guys getting two and three tanks a day, um, you know, just couldn't keep up on the transport side. So people waiting for bars, people waiting for tanks. And some of those people have shifted to plan B or C by now and went into the dry urea. But talking with one retailer, um, because of the shift to dry urea, um, they've tapped out their urea supplies and the Mississippi has had a lot of transport issues with the high water. They're not able to get the barges up. So some of those guys are coming clear over here into uh, Illinois to bring back um, with trucks urea to try to uh, meet that demand. And, and as again, talking with the fertilizer dealer, I said, man, if you haven't prepaid your nitrogen, we can't even take that order right now. They're focusing on trying to take care of everybody that wants that nitrogen out there. So that's, you know, situation here uh, we're not seeing that kind of problem because we're just not moving that kind of nitrogen yet we've been uh, still parked as we try to get closer and closer to making something happen and been taking a lot of calls about what do we do now our plan a was fall anhydrous plan b was spring anhydrous early and, and it's getting time to go to plan c or d in that scenario and and i'm going to say for for anyway for the crop tech customers listening at this point where we are in the calendar um, we do not want our nitrogen application to delay planting when these fields are, are fit. So again, if you're set in your uh, ways and you're going to use anhydrous, we got to move it at this point to the side dress. Do not let either your nitrogen application or your herbicide applications delay planting. Uh, again, when the, when the field is ready. So I want you guys to start focusing on that ideal seed bed, especially in corn, um, where we want to... Um, you know, get this corn off to a good start. Now, for the most part, the fields I'm visiting, the erosion issues are taken care of. You guys have done a good job of getting the ditches filled in and, and coming up with a plan uh, to fix all those areas in the field that needed fixing. Vertical till, guys, remember, uh, before you go, it's your wheel tracks, and it's wheel tracks that destroy seed bed. So don't be spraying out there if the sprayer is going to leave uh, a wheel track that you're going to have to plant into or tire lug track. So if you're using a, you know, tear or something like that with big floater tires on it, we have to be firm enough not to cause a serious wheel track compaction. So get out there, take your hand trawl, dig in the bottom of the lug of that sprayer and take that soil up out of there. Will it crumble in your hand or is it going to ribbon? If it's going to ribbon, that's a wheel track that's going to show up throughout the season. So we've got to wait um, before we make our application. It doesn't do you any good to wait for your harrow pass till the soil is dry if you're running too soon with the floater pass and that floater pass you have to deal with. 
Now, the same way with that tractor. When you go to level those fields, it's the wheel track we're worried about, not the harrow. Compared to field cultivators, we have to worry about the depth that we're running that field cultivator. So if I'm down four inches with the soil finisher or field cultivator, I'm going to dig down there about five inches, ball up that soil hard, and see if it'll ribbon between my thumb and forefinger. If it does and you're going, you're putting in compaction. If it crumbles off of there, we're just putting in a bulk density change. Now, fields that I've been walking, I'll be honest with you guys, for the most part, by the time it's ready to harrow and support the harrow, it's also going to be ready to plant. So I know some of you guys aren't comfortable doing that, um, but this would be a year to experiment with that. You're awful close anyway if you're just harrowing the field and planting it. But by the time these fields dry out, there's a pretty good chance we could just be out there planting into pretty decent conditions. Now, you guys running row fresheners, that's a little bit different because you're not planting in the wheel track. So we can run those fresheners when we get a good job of freshening that uh, row up. All the thing you want to worry about in a row freshener is how much weight you're carrying. And some of you guys got tanks on your row fresheners is what we don't get a pinch row symptom out there be, be too much weight on the tractor so you got to be dry enough not to cause a pinch row but you don't have to worry about uh, wheel track issues like we would if we were hitting it at an angle you know and now here at Hayworth we actually have had our third day with a minimum soil temperature at two inches of 52 degrees now I know to the north it's not quite that warm and the south it's warmer now Saturday's lows don't look that good uh, when it comes to corn, meaning the dip that we're about to see in temperatures. So looking at the forecast, no, I probably wouldn't be going crazy uh, out there in the corn planting side of that window, but I probably would if I had a field dry enough fit to plant, I, I would get my first day willies out of the way, make sure that planter is locked and loaded for when we do come out on the other side of this weather pattern that you're positive that all your GPS and everything else that you've got in there is going to do the job that you think it's going to do. Now, seedbed is everything when it comes to corn. So we pay attention. We do not mud corn in. Let me repeat. We do not mud corn in if we're expecting the yields that we have projected in our um, yield forecast. But beans is a little different. Beans is a little more forgiving. And I can give you a green light on the beans. Uh, and I would say, you know, as we get geared up here, let's go after those beans and let's uh, plant these beans and wait for the conditions to change and switch over to the corn. Been getting a lot of calls about the bean burn down herbicide program. And as I'm telling you, I would not let your herbicide program slow down planting if the field is fit. That question comes mainly around 2,4-D. Guy saying, can I put 2,4-D on today and can I plant tomorrow? And I'm saying that there's caution there with this rain potentially coming in on Saturday. If we incorporate that 2,4-D before it volatilizes off, you're going to have troubles. Plus you have a, what, a five-day label restriction. But you guys with the dicamba and the list beans, you've got a lot of options out there to let you deal with this in a different way. So talk to your suppliers about... Um, what what kind of plan you would go to so you could plant today tomorrow whenever conditions are right and then come back and manage the the weeds in a different way or spray them right ahead of the planter now conventional till guys if you're working these fields wet uh, you're going to be having to deal with a compaction layer that has to again be dealt with this fall definitely before you would go back uh, to soybeans or to corn next year so some of these fields are getting worked that normally are no-tilled but due to erosion they're getting worked. If you panic and work those wet, while the compaction layer might have some effect on the soybean crop this year, it definitely will next year. So you're going to have to deal with it this fall. 
So, in review, uh, let's not let fertilizer or herbicide plans slow the planting when the field conditions are right. So, have a plan, work the plan, don't let emotion ruin the day. So, stay on top of it. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.